Welcome to this week's episode of The Front Porch. I'm here tonight with Dennis. How are you doing tonight, Dennis? Pretty good, Mike. Yourself? Oh, pretty great. I just got done seeing a good movie this last weekend and had some uh, work on the house done. Kind of like we seem to go back and forth with our housework type stuff. But I finished my sunroom and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yay me. Awesome nice, stuff. Nice, nice. Got new flooring, new wall, wall paint all over the place, painted all the baseboards. It looks like nothing like the rest of my house. It looks amazing. The rest of my house is just kind of like in the 80s, so it's like Stranger Things. But Right, right. And I just, you know, slowly an updating room. Oh, except for my game room. My game room is pretty like, it's all like IU colors and gaming. and Right. That's all nice. You know, when I moved in, the first thing I had to do was get my game room set up. Um, no, so uh, what did you do this weekend? Um, this weekend, what did I do? I went to a wedding on Saturday. That was oh boring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a wedding. It was okay. Um, was, it, was it someone you know, family member? Yeah, fa- family friend. Okay. Saw some saw some old, you know, friends from the from the past. I haven't seen in a few years, so you do some of that catch up, all that. Sure, that's okay then. Um, Sunday, I went over to the house and uh, did a little bit of work there, mostly clean up. There's some some problems that uh we're gonna have to address before i can proceed with the painting plus i didn't have quite enough of the right kind of paint mm-hmm. what i've seen people do is they get the the sample pots oh that yeah are, that's what I do. they're like they're like four ounce yep jars or whatever and then yep. you do a couple patches yeah know, like a, a few a few brush strokes or a roller probably a brush it wouldn't mess up a roller sure. but you do you do a couple big patches of uh-huh. on the wall, and then you can see it in different lights at different times of the day. It's a little bit like the uh, like the thing they say when people are considering getting a tattoo. <laughs> wait, wait, what? You, you get a little bit of it. Uh-huh. The, they say you know whatever your design is, if you're having somebody do it or whatever, like get it on paper. And hang it up like next to your desk or something for at least six months, maybe a year. Oh, okay. And then if you still like it after all that time, then then you're good to. Ah, that makes sense. Get it etched into your body for the rest of your life. (laughs) Do you have any tattoos? No, no. If if that if that wasn't apparent from my tone, not (laughs) not a huge. I'm not like against it or anything. Like sure. Just never, you know, was never saw a logo or an idea or anything that I loved enough to you know, make that kind of a commitment to. Man, I had, I got my first, I, I have two. I, I've only got, I got my first tattoo almost four years ago, I think three or four years ago. And, yeah, and that's not and as was, long ago as I would have expected. Right, right, right. I mean, that that's actually me. Very, very characteristically me is that, um, same thing. I, I didn't want to put something on my body that I was going to have forever as some stupid thing that I would, you know, phase out of. Um, yeah. It's like, how how long is the list of, of things, decisions you've made in the past that maybe not regrets, but like things you're kind of embarrassed about? Yeah, absolutely. And, and then you're like, that is the coolest thing ever. And then you get it permanently put on your thing. And yeah. Um, but th- these, the ones I have now are, are things that, um, by the age of, I was almost, I was 39, I think 38, 39 then that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got it. I, I had so the, long so they're midlife crisis tattoos. <sighs> Not really because <laughs> I mean, yeah, they fit right into that, but 
they were uh, things that I, like you'd said, that I had had for a long time. I'd saw these logo things for a long time sure. and, and, I, and liked them and kind of lived with them and thought, if I ever get one, I'd like that. And I kept coming back to it and like, that's really cool. Um, one, my first one was a, or is a, um, it's a kind of an overlay of the Decepticon logo and the Cobra logo. So it's kind of like the, the, the GI Joe Cobra. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, that's the Cobra symbol with the snake head. It's got, it's like mouth open and normal, but in that mouth head is the Decepticon symbol. So it's GI Joe and Cobra. And like, that's just, that's just super cool. And I always liked it. And it was like, I guess it was a comic book cover way back in time where GI Joe versus Transformers. Mm. And it was just super neat, super awesome. Always liked it. And you know what? I, I'm not going to get out of this nerd phase. It's not going to pass. Right. (laughs) It's just not, it's just, yeah, it's going to be me. It's not a phase mom. It's not, it's, it's not going away. Uh, which I'm, I was totally cool with. And, I actually have so much embraced that kind of a thing. Hell, this podcast is a perfect example is that, you know, that's me. I don't want anything to, to not do with the stuff that I like. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of a, one of those things, embracing that kind of a thing, putting on like a tribal tattoo, not that I'm putting any of that kind of stuff down or, or ancient Chinese letters and sure that's fine. But, um, did you live with, unless you lived in China or spoke Chinese? Or yeah. yeah it, rare, it rarely feels um, personal to that, to that individual, it would be like, you know, I could get a, I could get a, an Alliance lion, like a, you know, yeah, that's cool. You know, I, I like, but I like, I, there are things that I like about both sides of that horde Alliance divide. So that's not really, (laughs) not really something I would ever ever declaring, um, you know, I can't pick horde. I can't pick horde chance. I have a tattoo of an Alliance on my shoulder. (laughs) <laughs> right right yeah well, exactly um well the the uh the other one was the second one was um one i'd also seen for a long time and it's weird that i had this whole transformer gi joe thing but the other one is a gi joe tattoo is that um the ninjas um for the arasikaji clan that's the storm shadow and snake eyes clan that they were ninjas of okay. have they they have a symbol a very simple People see it, they call it blocks now. They're just like line, dash, dash, line, dash, dash, line um, in red. And they have it all over there. They wear it on on their shoulder, on their wrists, actually. And it's on their swords. And it's good guy and bad guy. And they both have that kind of, that symbol. And it's like, that's what I've got on my other shoulder. So Nice. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's it's nerd. It's geeky. And, and I don't mind telling people how how nerdy and geeky it is everything like you've got tattoos i say yeah what is it like well it's gi joe and transformer like geek i was like yeah that's what it is <laughs> it is i show it let's talk about it let's talk about it have a conversation yeah you usually when you see like when you see stuff like that it's um it's people who have a lot of tattoos like that's a uh i don't want to say diminishing returns but it's like it's like breaking the seal like once you have two or three like you can do whatever you get the the rebel logo from star wars you get the yeah you get the horde horseshoe thing uh right you know do do all that that nerdy stuff the i'm, I'm sure i'm sure if my next one would be some kind of star wars thing i'm i'm sure it would be if i get another one i don't know where that would be but uh okay hey man so we should probably talk about some stuff what do you so think? We're, we're you're talking about uh talking about some 80s properties uh you know 
you know, Transformer stuff. Oh, right, right. Have you... Uh, my stuff. Have you, have you gotten a chance to watch any of uh, Stranger Things? Stranger oh. Things 2, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Hey, before we start that, let's just say if someone wanted to know more information about, let's say, Stranger Things or some of the stuff that we've talked about on the show, where, where could they go to get stuff like that? They could go to frontporchpodcast.com slash 11, episode 11. And Ep- there, episode 11. Th- there are the show notes for our show. And for, for everyone, yeah. There's lots of other stuff on there, too. You can see uh, Dennis's charming mug all right there in living color. Actually, is it a black and white picture? Or is it a, it's a color picture. I've changed it a couple times. I don't know. Right. Information about us, guest bios when when we have guest hosts, and uh, yeah. so check that check that out, everybody. It's, Link, if, links if to things that we to. talk about that you might want to investigate or buy or whatever. Right. So the Stranger Things, I sat and I watched the first the first half. I think first five episodes. I think I've seen. Okay. Um, man, I got kind of gotten mixed reactions from different people. I think Stranger Things was was a a hit. Everybody can say it's a guaranteed hit all around everything, but um, it, it, it's pulled like all popular things. It's pulled in people that are genre enthusiasts or, or TV or movie th- enthusiasts mm-hmm. and ones that aren't. Um, and I know several people that don't watch a lot of TV or a lot of shows and even they watched stranger things. Um, so I've asked them this, this recently, like how much, you know, you like this next one. Cause I hadn't, I waited a little bit to watch it and they watched it like day one. And the response was like, ah, it's okay. It's kind of how it is. I'm like, the first season where they were like raving about it. Um, so I was kind of, when I went into it with a, I don't know. Okay. Let's just see how the tempered in mentality, mm, uh, a little more. Um, yeah. Ca- cautiously yeah. optimistic or whatever. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's hard to hit lightning strike twice, but um, so, and that was good. I guess I, I look, read it, watch it or watching it a few days after launch and some of my other friends now that the other stranger things people who were fanatics really were like oh yeah yeah i'm talking about this the day and stranger things day and thankfully people haven't been talking spoilers i saw you since then and neither of us had watched much of it so i was happily not spoiled by anything um but yeah i I like it so far episode five for those hey by the way this is a spoiler total spoiler episode for stranger things yeah stranger things episodes one through five we're we're gonna right. discuss and we're not we're not I mean we're halfway through so nothing's been super revealed but right if so you, if, if, if you haven't watched if, it if you somehow are waiting even longer than than us to watch the entirety of Stranger Things two maybe skip to the next chapter in the yeah. podcast so that's that that being said episode five ends with let's see four was when uh, Hopper went down into to the upside down and then. I'm trying to think what happened. No, he's five. he's in the tunnels. Yeah, he was in the tunnels, and he was like the world was turning upside down. Um, episode five, they saved him, which was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, it does it does move really quickly? Um, like the it's only nine episodes. I can't believe it's only nine episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I liked it. I mean, I've, I'm liking it so far. I'm digging it. Um, so it's kind of like more of the same, I guess. Right. I'm not a big fan of the the little kid actors are difficult, and they really hit gold with the four that they have. And now that that uh, um, the main guy is, is it Mike? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. He, he's back. 
And then I'm like, mm, I don't really like the actor too much. Oh, no, you mean Will. Will. Sorry, Will Byers. Yeah, he, he feels like the weakest of the four boys. Um, right. Uh, the the girl, Millie Bobby Brown, is amazing. Oh, yeah. Hands down, everybody. Yeah, I um, totally agree with that. She she carries it. The The new girl uh, playing Max is is pretty good. I like Max. I do like Max. Um, I Lucas think... has got a got an increased role. Is it Lucas? Is that... Lucas. I mean, in season one, there's a whole sort of conflict between Lucas and Mike. So I don't know that it's that it's terribly increased, but um, yeah, that part of it is is a little bit interesting. I really like Hopper. Oh yeah. I mean, I've always been a huge. Yeah, huge fan of that dude. I mean, and that actor. I was watching that, thinking about how he's he's totally. Um, how do you how do you cast that guy? Like, I, I love watching movies and thinking that these people are actors. They're real life people walking around, going to the grocery store, watching their Netflix at night, and figuring out what to do, and you know, messing around on Match or whatever they are. And they're just normal people. And Hopper is a normal dude. He's not like some buff gorgeous Hollywood actor. He's just kind of a normal dude. And I think, how do they cast that? How do, does he go and say like, I want to be an acting and I'm going to get an agent. And they're like, we just want a normal dude. He's perfect. Right. Um, he's a good actor. Average Joe kind of. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps that, you know, he gets, he gets really good writing and his character is very heroic in right. a, in a, you know, kind of grouchy way which helps him you know stay grounded yeah but he delivers those lines really well i mean i think uh I, i'm watching back through the original series again you know waiting for the, the second half to to count down and um he like the, the line coffee morning is for coffee and contemplations and he just delivers those lines perfectly like mm-hmm. the whole time yeah so it's a, i like that i like hopper a lot um Winona Ryder, of course, was great in the first season. She's kind of the same character, this very manicky person, and I get that's who that lady is. Yeah, I mean, you you wouldn't want that to change, and it's one of those things. I I told somebody talking about it. I'm like, I I really appreciated in season one how quote unquote real that character feels, like real in a frustrating way, real yeah. in the way yeah. that the the conflicts and arguments in the walking dead TV series are real. Uh, sure. In, in the case of that show, I think that that stuff was real to its detriment because it, it was true of all the characters and the setting was post-apocalyptic. Like, yeah, it makes sense that, you know, after the first couple weeks of the zombie apocalypse, like you go back to still being people still having the same problems and prejudices and you know arguments but it got tiresome real fast yeah because it it, they didn't have anything else to go on i mean i i used to be a walking huge walking dead fan but have came to the light i guess after so much like okay enough's enough and yeah i dropped like two seasons ago but anyway yeah that, that realism of winona Ryder, yeah her character and that that was well acted and well written. They didn't let it go. She kind of slowly slipped into crazy, but legitimately because her, her crazy was, you know, founded in real stuff. Yeah. It's um, not like if you are, 
you know, a mother or had a mother who was, was paranoid is too strong of a word, but like concerned and protective and all of that stuff, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist, but you know, the, 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 the biological and psychological impulses that drive all of that make perfect sense to me. I mean, you, I'm also not a parent, but if you're a parent, you spend, you know, the first year of your child's life being 100% responsible for their survival. Oh yeah. Right. Like they're, they're going to die if you screw something <laughs> right, up right. Yeah. and you know, that, that changes over the years. But if you're, you know, if you're an active, you know, thoughtful, responsible parent, um, it never, it never completely goes away, but especially for mothers. Right. You know, and so that, uh, so to, to, to round out that point, it's not like, you know, a, a, a normal parent being concerned for their child's safety and when they're out trick-or-treating or whatever, like, you know, she, she went through yeah. a legitimate tragedy. Like he was gone. She, everybody said she was dead. They had a funeral. Like none of her That's reaction real. is unjustified. It's just yeah. a damaged little, lady. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, who doesn't get enough credit, I think for that kind of realistic portrayal is, um, um, Charlie Heaton. He plays Jonathan. Oh, right. Like the son. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you should, I mean, if you ever get to watch just the first couple episodes when Will goes missing, like he comes in and he is like, I try to think he was working late is what happened. And Will came home that night mm. in the first episode, the, the vanishing of Will Byers. And, and he comes home and they're not home. And the monsters, the monster is chasing him and uh, the Demogorgon and there's no one home. And then the next morning, um, Joyce says to her son, Jonathan says like, why weren't you home? And he's like, I took an extra shift to help the family out. So the rest of the time he is like immediately just traumatized and he, he cries and he is upset and he is troubled and it's very realistic. And everyone looks at him different as he walks in the hall. He's the brother of the, the boy he's missing. And he just does a really good job of portraying that. He's a interesting looking fellow, Charlie right. Heaton. So I, I don't, initially have that like oh he's a lead male character type person from that but his acting is really spot on that makes me like he endears himself to me yeah i i want to root for this guy yeah it's it's interesting there's a there's a conversation there maybe about aspects of this of this uh of this series that sort of subvert some of those tropes Right. Right. Like, I mean, it, Jonathan what, does, like I mean, and, and it's not, it's not completely because, um, for the most part, the other guy, what's his name? Steve. Steve. Joe Carey. Yeah. Uh, John Ralphio. He's, um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's nice. Nice. John he, Ralphio. He, he mostly fits pretty neatly into his trope, you know? He does. He um, does. now the, the interaction with him and, and the new guy who's, not Max's brother. Uh, I call him y- young, young with with awkward mustache. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah, yeah right. Um, the, you know they're they're uh, developing Steve's character a little bit more in that interaction, but Jonathan doesn't really fit into those eighties, uh, you know, kid or or teen movie tropes of like 
the jock or the nerd or the uh, I thought he was going to be the the guy off of Breakfast Club who what's the uh Judd Nelson's character is like at the end like yeah you know what I mean the, I, I was watching something recently and they and they they made a they made a reference to that I mean that's who I thought he was going to be I thought he was going to be that they're that like ruffian like what should we do you know pull a pull a fire alarm and he goes what what am I Judd Nelson and right, I, right. I, I had to look it up because that movie was a little before my time. But oh yeah, um, it was, but he he seemed at the very first beginning they they I thought that's who he was going to be. He was going to be the the I have a I have a cousin who's exactly like that. Growing up, he was the the ACDC kind of not like metal rocker guy, but just like troubled. You feel like he's a troubled teen yeah, kind the, of thing. The rocker, you know, and over the over the years, it's the sort of grunge kid, the the skater kid, right. but he. He doesn't really fit into that box either. He and doesn't. So, I thought he. I thought they were going to set him up as that, but they didn't. He. He's totally like a family guy, and and so and so there are a lot of ways where even even if the characters are a a little bit tropey, like they fit fit a little bit into certain tropes, they still subvert that trope just enough to varying degrees that it's all very real. It's very believable. Yes, except I will say, I'm, I'm, with the good things that I have praise for the show, there's one that's not terrible, not terrible, but is it Mike's parents? Be better? Well, no, because I actually think Mike's parents are hilarious. I mean, they, um, they are. They're they're a little bit. They're like um, they're cartoony, is what they are. Yeah, they're, they're like the parents in that '70s show. Oh yeah, they're, yes, they're, and, and that's great. I, I I think they're they're secondary supporting characters, and they have one note things, and that's cool. But it's, uh, no, it's, it's none of it. None of it is. I mean, cartoony is almost too strong of a word. It's very v- believable. Like you know, Nancy gives the mom this picture of her. She's going to go hang out with her girlfriend, and the and the mom just buys it. And yeah. um, what's his name? The kid. I can't, I'm not going to think of his name now. The one with the hat. Um, Dustin. Dustin comes up looking for uh looking for mike and the and the dad's <laughs> yeah, right. like oh my kids don't live here anymore hadn't you heard like the, <laughs> that sort of dry deadpan dad character is you know like things become tropes because they're you know they reflect real life in a in a comedic way like it's it's not unbelievable it's just probably the most stereotypical tropey Right. Uh, I, I like his response to he's like son of a bitch you know that doesn't help any he's like <laughs> language <laughs> right i love it the whole time yeah, like exactly. these kids just curse like crazy i remember when i was a kid i said like uh, uh what's not considered a a cuss word now but i thought like son of a gun or something like that was a real like oh yeah real big cuss cuss word and then but back then i don't think a lot of kids cussed the way like they, like they the, fir- the first time you said crap oh yeah that was big yeah for it was sure huge so these kids saying like dropping these bombs all the time are, are is not necessarily typical. I think of a lot of the kids at the time. Yeah, but, I don't think so. Not not yeah, based but, on most of their home situations. R- right, right. They've got all like good family homes and stuff. So, uh, but no, what I was saying, the person that they kind of, I I, I hate bash because I don't want to bash. I just want to comment on it because uh, it's it's a little okay. It's uh, N- N- Natalia Dyer. Natalia Dyer. She plays Nancy. Mm-hmm. I think that she 
they try to do what you're saying with her. They try to make her like, okay, she's just the, the high school girl that's pretty and gets dates the high school boy. And then all of a sudden she transforms into like a heroine type character. So they, they're doing what they do with, you know, what you were saying with a lot of these characters and switching that around what you might expect and making it a better thing, mm-hmm. which is great with a lot of characters. But I don't think the actress sells it well. They gave her lines. They've given her scenes. They give her a lot of stuff, but she just doesn't. I don't know. She just doesn't sell her. She should be the leading thing of all of that Steve, uh, Jonathan kind of stuff. Sort of drama. She, yeah. yeah I, she, I see what she you, has the lead parts. I that. see what you're saying, particularly the, where we're at at the end of season, at the end of episode five. Um, she and Jonathan are meeting with um, the reporter guy. Yeah. Uh, and th- they decide that to, you know, to go after the um institute whatever it's called yeah right um, the energy department of energy or something they have to uh they have to water down the story yeah and it's a little like that whole setup with the with the alcohol and everything is a little bit cute but yeah i i'm i'm inclined to agree that i don't entirely buy that actress as this very strong very self-assured heroine sort of character yeah, and and she could be. They're 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 giving that to her. I think they're writing it, it that way because it goes giving it goes back scenes. and forth. Like she, you know, she's emotive. Like I I believe her in some of these scenes, but in general, she doesn't seem her personality doesn't seem strong enough to carry that claim. And maybe you know, m- maybe some of that'll change in the rest of the season. It's. Uh, yeah, we're not quite there, I guess. But 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 you're right. I mean, that's a key point right there where she she is the lead on this. I think Jonathan is a, is a character that helps prepare uh, propel and support her. I mean, he he's a good character and he's a, a hero, but he's not like your leading man type of hero which classically you've seen. I think that she is he's there as a function to support her and that's something that that's you know i want to see that she's written that way and she is written that way that she can come forward and and you know take down this people and that's what she wants to do or stand up to to steve um what she thinks but they're not like I said, they're giving her the lines they're, they're writing it for her she's just i don't think the actress is is there for it um like some of the other characters that are playing really well right now right. steve it's not steve, she's she's not bad the 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 trouble is that everybody else in this show is so good Right. That's right. That's right. She yeah. she would be fine in so many other things and she does a fine job. Everyone else just plays those roles. Even the kids play those roles individually in their own unique ways. It's just that she's kind of just normal. Now, she's also actually she's actually up to par with Steve because I think Steve also is very much like I just I maybe he's written for me to lot not like him, but everything about that kid I don't like. Sure. Um not the actor or anything about it. It's just that Oh, I just don't like Steve at all. There's not, and, and they kind of, I don't know what to do with him. I mean, I, I watch him. And I think, is he, I want to, do I want to root for him? Is, is the, he the guy I want to cheer for? Well, yes, yeah, especially in part two where his, his role becomes slightly more that of a victim. Not victim, victim is too strong of a word, but you know what I mean? Right. With the new he, He's the one that, he's the one that doesn't fit. Like they're trying to make him more sympathetic. And I don't, I don't know that he's pulling it off. At least so far. I mean, episode five ends with him running into Dustin, and Dustin's like, "Get your bat, the one with the nails." 
So right. who, who knows what the you know those those two are about to go on a buddy cop arc. So right, which is funny because they'll be they'll be in, in Sandor Clegane and uh, and Arya. <laughs> right, right. You know, and it's funny is that who who's the leader there? Do you know who you can clearly say who is the stronger actor, the stronger character? Is is Gaten Matarazzo? I think it's Matter Matarazzo. Dustin, Dustin that, that kid for sure. Yeah, he Dustin is the leader. I mean, Steve is not. No, and, right. Which which is great. I mean, he just dominates that scene easily. Well, and that's is, one of the things. Without you know, dwelling too much on the on the Nancy love triangle, like that's one of the things that um, makes I think makes the the Jonathan airing shipping whatever you want to call that the stronger the stronger choice if you want to boil it down to choice because that's really what love triangles are um is that jonathan is closer to um to being nancy's partner than than steve yeah like they've written nancy so strong that there are definitely moments where she's also leading jonathan but not not as much as steve like she's practically carrying steve right right jonathan's there like i said jonathan jonathan is there and written to support her and to propel her forward and and you know i want her to take that up and and become the the hero but steve is i don't know he's he's classic you said he filled the role he's made to give so maybe that's the thing is that he's supposed to be that part and we don't know what to do with him because he's not a real person I mean, he's what you think the '80s hero should be, but he doesn't know what to do either. Right. I'll tell you what. Where I'm at on on this episode is that I'm a little sad for for Sean Astin for for Bob the Brain because you know he's going to die at some point, right? I mean, it's going to happen. Oh man! Right? Don't, don't say that. You know it's going to happen. Don't right? say that. He, he he's he's so, he's, re- he's so great. He is so great. I love Bob the Brain. He's great. But he's he's he's, a, he's, he's an older perfect. he's an older heavier Sam. I know it's like this is this is Sam's happy life, but no, you, you know he's going to come down and he's going to get eaten by something. He, there's got to be a tragic loss that's got to propel people forward. And Hopper and and uh, what's her name is going to end up together. They have moments already. Oh, is so so you're calling you're calling Bob is going to be part two's uh, Barb. Uh, kinda, I guess, but more impactful. I mean, Barb happened because everybody loved her. Well, no, everybody loves Bob too, right? So yeah, maybe, we, maybe Barb's we didn't, a good We place. didn't even really know Barb. Like I, to me, Barb was the, like, the wet blanket, stick in the mud character that you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, her, her whole arc is just to, you know, just to make, um, Nancy, Nancy and but... especially C- Steve less sympathetic. Yeah, you're like, the, oh, you guys are so focused on yourselves. You let your freaking friend die, you garbage right. people. You know, but you, you know what makes people like her is episode one, the very beginning when you're meeting her, one of the first or second times she's in her, in school and she's talking about Nancy making out with Steve, and she's like, you know, you're going to start hanging out with all these other people. You still have to like me and talk to me, and, she, and Nancy's like, oh, I will, and it makes you think like, oh, this is just a normal kid who's so great and you know, her friends getting cute and popular and we all identified with her immediately. Well, sure. Of course she's, 
she's the the stereotype that Jonathan is not. Yes. Right? Like she's the she's the what do you call that? Um the Mary Jane, the like the audience mm-hmm. the audience insertion character. But the Mary Sue? Mary Sue, that's what I'm thinking of. Right. Yeah, and but Bob, back to Bob. Yeah, Bob's destined to bite it. You're right. He's going to be the the barb, and it's going to be a, it's a four it's a four season show. So they're they're slow burning Joyce and and uh, and Hopper and Hopper, right? Yeah, which is great. They're great. I mean, they, they hinted already. I don't remember what episode, but that they have a past. They used to smoke behind something, and and you know he's there for her when she needs it, and she seems to be like scatterbrained and crazy half the time. Um, and he's always like, I'm there solid. I'm the guy, you know, which is funny. Cause he makes so many mistakes. Anyway. Right, yeah. Right. I, I'll miss, I'll miss Sean Astin whenever he dies, but I'm calling that now. <laughs> Not seeing it. He'll die. I, I, I bet he doesn't even have like a couple episodes left. Um, I, I love when he's figuring out the, the, the map. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's great. Hey, before we change subjects on this, what's your take on Billy? That's Max's, um, brother or we don't even know quote unquote brother yeah what do you you make of that dude he's he's one of those that seems like 100 percent stereotype like in that episode four or whatever when he sees uh max talking to lucas i i was watching it with trotsky and i said i said oh is does he turn out to be racist and then a couple more lines of dialogue and i'm like oh he is racist that's boring yeah yeah, but I, I wonder if he's – I wonder if they're going to make him something different. I wonder if they're doing the same thing they've done with almost all the characters. They're leading you the, the stereotypical way, and they're going to pivot. I mean, not that he's going to be a sympathetic maybe, character maybe. in the, any way. There's definitely a, a lot of mystery with those two characters. Like, we don't know anything about them, right? Right. Like They never show them going home. Like, he has a car, and he drives fast, and he's seems to be a stereotypical bad boy. Um, right, right. You know, she's she's the she's the geek girl, the skater, you know, that wants wants into the group. But uh, but Mike doesn't like her for whatever right. reason. Will doesn't care, but he goes along with Mike. And uh, and yeah, we don't know anything about their whether they're how they're related, their parents, their home life, any of that. And I I, I assume that's going to be revealed over the course of the the season but sure i i hope that they're i hope that they don't do a some stupid tie-in to like oh their parents are one of the energy people i hope it's not like a corny tie-in well you know like, oh that's what they're there don't for. forget that we also saw uh in the opening scene some some mutants robbing a bank or something right eight was eight was one of them yeah yeah i mean the the you mentioned Millie is Millie Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Being a good actor. I, I think I agree with that, but she's not doing anything different this time. She's doing basically the same 11. I don't think there's much character growth with 11. Yet. Well, she, she's doing a lot more talking and emoting. Maybe not as much, maybe not more emoting, but more talking for sure. Yeah. The, the hopper and her interaction is interesting. They're playing the, the father, daughter, going through teenage stuff um a little which bit which is great yeah. we've I mean, just fine. A, again in episode 5 it's she's just 
um, found her mother. Yeah. And so and her, she found out on the whole hit past about her mother. Her arc has taken somewhat of a turn. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's weird because it's a weird interaction they have there. I mean, they don't really say is Hopper living there. Is, is it like his daughter or is he got her shacked up there and then he lives back in the trailer? I, don't. I mean, we've never seen, we've never seen any scenes at the trailer. So I think it's implied that he's staying there, but I don't know. Right. I don't, it, I don't see why he would like keep food there and go there and have dinner with her and, and, and then go somewhere else. Yeah. So something, something else kind of moving a little on a little bit here. Um, something else I did during the weekend is I finally got to watch Thor. I say finally, but I actually watched it on Friday. I think it came out Thursday or Friday. Yeah, it's did you get to watch for, that? It's been out for like three or four days. I don't know that finally <laughs> right, is, right. is the word you can finally. use yet. Well, you know, you know me. We've talked enough about these things. This is something that that's right up my alley. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Watch you're on you're an night. opening night guy. I saw it uh, last night. Sun, uh, no, not last night. Saturday night after the uh, the wedding. Oh, you get to watch it. Cool. Did you go watch it with some of your old buddies, or just did you go out by yourself? Uh, my my brother and my and my little sister. Mom, mom stayed home. She's not a superhero movie watcher. Not one of those action people. What'd you think? It was good. It was good. I I enjoyed um, pretty much pretty much the whole the whole ride. Uh, Thor is not one of my favorite Avengers. But, see, see, conversely, he is my favorite in the comic books, but continue. Yeah, in, in the comics, I don't know. I think just, I think part of it is I think I came to the first Avengers movie having only seen uh, Iron Man movies, and I, I probably saw the first Hulk way back. Okay. Um, that terrible one. But I don't think I had seen the Captain America or Thor standalone films. Before oh, right. before I saw the first Avengers movie, oh, that's weird. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't know what was going on there. Why? I mean, I, Ca- Captain America looked so much more cartoony in the Avengers than he did in his actual movie. Right, right. I don't, I don't know. I think I just missed it. You know, there was a there was a time. You know, maybe after Chance moved and before you started coming around, the the rest of the group was not super into. Yeah, that kind of stuff, and so nobody was organizing like let's go to the movies. And in Bloomington, I wasn't really gonna, you know, get in my car and drive out to the outskirts to watch a movie by myself. Sure, there was a time where we were doing movies almost weekly when AMC might have been before AMC bought the theaters when they were still Carousels. Um, when they did cheap, like Monday nights or something. Yeah, they uh, do Tuesday nights now. Yeah, the, five dollar it, It's changed. It changes around. Um, yeah, and so and so coming into that, coming into that setting with those characters, like I knew Tony Stark already. Um, <clears throat> Hawkeye and Black Widow, I just sort of dismissed out of hand. I was like, these guys are dumb. They don't have any powers. <laughs> they're, they're they never get hurt, but there's no excuse for them never getting hurt like <laughs> yeah you're like you know, I, I don't it, even, i pretend they're not here Just ev- pretend everyone here. everyone else is basically impervious for various reasons and then you've got like two normals in here just to you know meet your diversity quota which <laughs> right not 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 to make this political but uh we gotta have the we gotta have the batman in here too we gotta have the normal person right right well i mean 
Iron Man is Batman. Okay. He's, yeah, he's just right, sure. he's just funnier. Right. Um, at least Tony or uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr.'s interpretation. Um, right. Anyway, and so so then you're left with with these other three. Like Tony Stark to me is like he's the main character of the Avengers. Like Robert Downey Jr. plays that character so big, it's like Tony Stark and the Avengers. Now, so then then it left uh, Hulk slash Banner who is great there's some there you know some concerns with that character in the avengers movie which are whatever you know i was one of those people that uh when he says when he says i'm always angry i was like that's awesome and funny and i don't care that it's stupid like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah i still don't quite understand that he's, all total he's, but fine. yeah it's like it when you're sitting in the theater watching which was my experience like oh this is great like he can do, you know, whatever he's big. And he can do it on command. He's he's very funny in that movie. You know, he he's, tosses Loki around, and they do some callbacks to that in this new Thor movie, which is great. That and, was great. And uh, Tony or whoever is giving orders, and he's like, "Okay, you do this, you do this. You, you guys are on recon." And Hulk, Hulk just grunts it, <clears throat> smash, smash. And you're like, "Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's hilarious." You know, right, you don't right. you don't have time, which I think is part of that summer blockbuster thing it's like yeah you can sit there and and pick it apart like the whole not the whole but a a major aspect a major aspect of the incredible hulk character is that he can't control his power (laughs) right right? like that's sort of the whole shtick and you know they just sort of throw it away and you're like oh They, they throw it away all the time right like not just in that one but it gets even worse in this movie like they just throw it out the window right yeah it's like um it's like the ending of lost i was i was saying that to my sister um but again as we said before before stranger things we're talking about thor ragnarok and uh and we're gonna and we're gonna spoil it so, <laughs> oh yeah, spoils. If, if, if you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and skip to the next podcast. So if you've not watched there. Stranger Things or Thor, you're skipping all the way through this show. <laughs> skip the whole show. You can you can hear the beginning. We talk about tattoos and maybe <laughs> right. at the end if we get to if we get to Blizzard games before we run out of time. Um, <laughs> they they get to the end of this movie and you and I and I said to my sister when we got home or maybe yesterday the next day I'm like so Thor uh, Hulk is is stuck being Hulk forever now. And they're, and they're not going to talk about that <laughs> like at all. It's like, okay, that's, that's going to be in the next, we'll talk about that in the next movie. It's kind of like when they did civil war and I don't know if they even mentioned like maybe one line of dialogue to explain why Thor and Hulk aren't in that movie. They, they really don't. They, they say something like, like if you, you'd come up with missing two ton, no nuclear warheads i'd be upset too or something like that right right does anyone know where thor or banner is like, <laughs> right oh, i don't know right right like, oh. like oh, all dude, right well, so, somebody go call paul rudd <laughs> right, right. Which, i mean it, he was which was great he don't was even knock hilarious in that movie but uh, i i just and just this last weekend threw in ant-man again and i love he he's amazing he is the robert downey jr of that character he just fits perfectly Oh yeah, yeah, and and that's the that's one of those things where, um, you know, you, you've got you've got quality, you've got quantity over quantity here with with the Marvel DC divide. But like, 
one of the things that makes the MCU so successful compared to the Zack Snyder films and even you know we're winding down in the X-Men films but part of what makes all of that work is that there is enough comedy to balance the you know the drama and the seriousness like yeah there's not a lot of drama in Ant-Man to be fair but no you know Robert Downey Jr is a perfect example like you know he's he's quipping and riffing the on the time. you know on his own movie kind of thing yeah he's he's very much believe it or not he's the very he's the peter parker he is spider-man i mean he's always making jokes right in the in the heat of battle which marvel getting him being able to have use control of that character again fit well they, they already knew how to write him because they wrote tony stark so um so anyway we've talk, sorry talked about it. thor no no i'm not I've been doing it too. We're talking about everything You're not there yet. <laughs> except except this movie. Um, what, one of the things that I noticed, and and I said this when we when we saw the trailer, I was like, oh, they waited, they waited until the third movie to uh, to squeeze in Led Zeppelin. Oh, you know the 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 immigrant song, the the Led Zeppelin song about Vikings and Norse gods. Right. <laughs> like, okay, they did it though. It was perfectly timed the way they when they played it. Yeah, I mean, I mean. So aside from like weird weird stuff about about Hulk like firing on all cylinders with this movie to me. I mean, you get, you know, the setup with the like hey, who is who is Thor again? Like he he's funnier in his own movie than he is in the Avengers, I think. At least <laughs> at least in this one like it's I I watched both of the other two once and you know, I'm not a a big Natalie Portman fan. I think she's oh, right, right. She's not a she's not a super strong actor. She really drugged those down. Um, but like, like he's here. He's he's the guy who does ridiculous, impossible things with his hammer and fights, and he's he's invincible and and all this stuff. And then you know, uh, the the uh, when he falls out of the Bifrost and goes through the 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 original Willy Wonka light tunnel (laughs) yeah right to to meet to meet jeff goldblum like yeah we're we're leading up to that scene and i'm like well i know gene wilder is dead or he would (laughs) would be perfect for whoever this grandmaster character is and it's goldblum and i'm like oh great yes (laughs) we we, we get to see uh dr ian malcolm you know (laughs) being a being a megalomaniac and uh and and gold blooming his his lines yeah here i i want to say something about this movie I, with gold bloom and all all of the thor and hemsworth the, the things that you've just talked about uh, as a as a comic so i will say thor is very close if not my favorite comic book character close to silver surfer um I, i'm li- literally looking over across the room now at like thor number one which is the one with the female Thor. It's amazing. I mean, I love everything about the Vikings and just, it's just my cup of tea. Always have. Um, so I know a lot about him and his history and his comic book and all the characters and the whole world. And let me tell you, the movies are nothing like that. They're like nothing <laughs> like it at all. Um, and, and I kind of, at, at times I have a little back in the back of my head, a beef with that, that, Oh, I want my Thor. You know what I mean? I want my, like, I want my, my uh, Thor one Thor, 
which I liked Thor 1 because it was a lot like that. Um, but that being said, it wasn't as popular as all the other Marvel movies, which is funny to say because it was a great and very successful movies, Thor 1 and 2. Oh, the first movie made, you mean. Okay. Yeah, right. Sorry, Thor 1 and Thor 2. They, they made great tons of money. They were t- definitely successes. And by any other you know studio's metric, they'd be, be wild successes. But just because they weren't like up to the Iron Man level thing, they're considered, okay, we have to, we have to troubleshoot this, which is amazing. I mean, Disney and Marvel troubleshoots their worst movies, which are better than everyone else's best movies. Um, yeah. And, and because like the of that. Of comic book movies. Yeah, yeah, right? And they just continually to go, go to improve. And in this situation, they took a character that is, I'll admit, I mean, what I like about him in, in, in the comic books is not for everybody. And what the things that he's just not that not everybody's into the to the Viking type mythology. Mm, yeah. uh, so and it's just not a, as popular. So but you know what is Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, and I mean, new Guardians of the Galaxy movie right. Guardians of the Galaxy that makes like gangbusters money. Hand over fist. Chris Pratt just owns it. And that's because they let the director do their own thing. And a lot of people wonder and worry about Marvel. um controlling directors or controlling the movie or being tight reins on things with, with star Wars or, or Marvel. But every director that has come and directed these movies says otherwise. I think I just listened to an interview today and I wish I could remember his name. Taiku Taiku is Watiti. I think is his name, the director for Thor. Um, He talked about how, you know, he comes into it knowing that this is a character that he doesn't own. It's not his character. It's not someone he creates or develops like other shows that you make. Right. Um, but he puts his, the movie is. And the I think all of the directors for the Marvel, Marvel movies know that. They know that this isn't my character that I can necessarily change or I can do some things with. But that's those kind of changes I have in the purview of Disney and Marvel. Everything else is my movie. And Marvel is super happy with doing that. And they've done that. They, they give this reins to Thor over to this guy. And they said, you know what? You do it. And he went kind of the comedy way. He he played into Hemsworth, his natural ability to be funny and just to be good. He he fits the Thor mold, clearly, and that's what he got the part for. But he had just point little small parts of being funny in all the other movies he was in. And this director was like, I recognize that, and we're going to play that. And as much as he's not my my Thor, quote-unquote, I love it. You're right. I can't deny that it fires on all cylinders. This movie just, oh, God, I, w- I want it to be the Thor I want it to be. But <laughs> this one is great. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. It's well, just Goldblum. It's well, just, yeah, just Goldblum. And, and, to, and to wrap up my – or to, to reference back to my, my sort of criticism of him in the Avengers movies, like compared to – again, like I take – I take Tony Stark, Iron Man, out of the equation and say out of the rest of them, Captain America is my favorite. And yeah, I've, cool. I like I've, I've said over and over that I'm that I'm not a comic reader. So you look at these, you look at these characters just based on you know the way that maybe a kid who doesn't read comic books would would look at them, and you're like, yeah. well, the coolest one is probably Thor or maybe Hawkeye, but yeah. Um, like, what's Captain America do? Like, he's just got this shield. Like, that's dumb. He's the hero. But he's the hero. like his his writing and his lines, and maybe it's 
you know, maybe it's me being a little older, a little more um, conservative minded. Like I identified more with his character. Like, yeah, this guy's a, you know, kind of a fish out of water. And he's like, he's like, who is this guy? And then you've got Thor, who's this like alien, right? You know, he's this alien, quote unquote, God wearing a cape talking in a weird batman voice like totally different like this guy's dumb (laughs) but you you know thor in avengers is actually the closest that they ever come back to the comic book right (laughs) like he is he's he's he comes in and he takes loki off the quinjet just takes him right there and then deals with himself and then starts beating on iron man and captain america because he's a viking and that's what he does um, and every other scene, he's just like, I am strong and mighty. Right. And, right. and that's very much Thor. Um, Thor. So to uh, to reference back to episode three, we had Fox on and we were talking about comic book movies. You were talking about this villain character and I, not being familiar with uh, with comic books, asked if she was the, the Norse goddess uh, Hel. Right. Hela, oh, Hela. Yeah. Hela in... In the comics, her character is H-E-L-A, but the right. in in Norse mythology, uh, it's, it's it's just H-E-L, and she's actually, right. I think, like she's Loki's companion while he's uh, imprisoned in uh, whatever that realm is called. It's it's their equivalent to, you know, the underworld. Oh, and in in Thor, it's called Hell. So I'm not sure. H-E-L. Well, Hell is the person, so it's. It's something, I, th- I feel like it's something Heim, like. <laughs> it's one of the Heims, right? Yeah, I think it's one of the Heims. Spartelheim, Nephelheim. Yeah. Right. N- N- Elf- well, Nephelheim's one of them. But. Elf- Elfheim is the world of the elves, and Nephelheim is the is the land of the dark elves. Oh, is that right? I don't know. I'd, and, and, again, my <laughs> my knowledge of, of my knowledge of Norse mythology is not much deeper than my knowledge of uh, comic books, so right. we'll probably get mail about that from <laughs> from Pete or somebody. Um, <laughs> I th- I think his knowledge is more in the Greeks, but um, right. Yeah, so I, so I had the wrong uh, wrong pronunciation of that of that comic but, book character, but, but Kate of course, Kate Blanchett is a is a veteran, you know, actress. She was in lord of the rings and the hobbits and she's great a pro like right. you know we 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 stood around in the theater waiting for the last uh the last scene which was you know just another gold goldblum scene but yeah um i i remember looking at the just wall of names for uh digital effects and compositing and all that and i thought you know right. that makes sense because almost this entire movie takes place in non-real places you, you know some of the real places it took place in it didn't actually take place in either i read today they filmed the scene again spoiler territory here the scene where odin dies you know when they travel to him in like norway oh in norway yeah yeah and and that's when hella appears is and it north the, ireland is it no no it's it's new york city what like uh, right. I mean, they filmed that in New York City in an alleyway. It was shot to be a fight. I guess the story was originally that, that they find him in an old folks home, but they changed it where the old folks home is destroyed and Dr. Strange comes in. But he was going to be in New York City, like a lost hobo on the street. Okay. 
and and they filmed almost all those scenes exactly as they are, especially Kate Blanchett scenes in New York City in an alley. Oh, and then they and, just composited all of that countryside over it. Yeah, the whole thing. That's crazy. No wonder she, it took so many they, people. Well, the right the the joke I was going to make is that they they almost needed a whole crew of people just to uh, switch her headdress on and off. <laughs> right. Every, every, to every time she like she puts it on and then takes it off she's got hair again and then back right back and forth and i was like what okay i get it it looks cool and maybe that's it does all look it was, cool but um that, that was the thing right it looks cool that's yeah what, I the, mean, I, the doctor strange cameo was great we saw that recently enough that i i think both uh <clears throat> my dad and sister and i saw it when it came on netflix and uh i missed that one in the theaters but to where that was fine. That's it was fine. just was fine for just a couple moments after Loki disappears. I was like, "Wait a second, that looks familiar. Why do I why do I know that?" Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> this, this this is going to be the Doctor Strange thing because we saw that at the end of uh, at the end of Doctor Strange. They they yeah. tease this this movie with the. the yeah, that's the first one I think that they've actually like cut it into a movie, like an after scene. Mm. Like the the whole beer thing that was at the end of Doctor Strange. Yeah, it was right? the end of Doctor Strange. It's like, hey, I'm here now, and you, you don't get to do whatever you want without without answering some questions, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. The the going back to Kate Blanchett, I I, I was uh, frumping around a little bit today. I, I wouldn't call her the Queen of Death. I'd call her the the Queen of Blades. <laughs> I mean, Kerrigan. That's her. her Right, her yeah, she's scary. I mean, the, the superpower is that she causes all sorts of weaponry to. That's appear. true. She's literally the queen of blades. Like, at, to, with no like, uh, with no if they logical didn't for that title, with no logical limitations at all. Like, you know, a blade comes out of that shallow sea that they have surrounding Asgard, right? and like stabs that you know ship. Well, the ship and also the the big fire. Oh right, yeah. Ragnaros. She literally if they didn't if they didn't call her the queen of or the queen of death, you would say, Okay, what would you call this lady? The queen of blades, master yeah. of blades, summoner yeah. of blades. I mean, they didn't because she summons the dead back of from um Asgard, but she does that using the f- eternal fire. She doesn't do it. Right. So it's not like it's her not, superpower. It's not her magic, that. right. Right. So yeah, I don't. I don't. They don't. They don't do that. They don't do a good job of that. How'd you like um, um, Aomer as uh, or um, Doctor McCoy as her uh, her lieutenant? Oh, as Scourge. Scourge. Um, I I like him. He's one of my favorite it, actors of all time. It, did I mean, Did we see him in a previous Thor? No. Okay. Scourge. Is, this is his first one. Because I um, I feel like there was something at the end that explains to us why Heimdall isn't there, but maybe not. No, I mean, yeah, they don't. Okay. No, that that's that's um that's fanboy playing to the fanboys is what that is. That yeah, whole white course. Heimdall's not there, but he is. Um, so Scourge has a small arc in the comic books, and some people say a very beloved arc where he's a traitor that turns on Asgard and um can't remember the whole story, but he like um leads the army of the undead or something against Asgard, and he gets sent to hell, and he's there, and he doesn't get to go to Valhalla. Um, mm-hmm. and in one arc of Thor, they go back to hell to retrieve some, somebody, it can be where it's Balder or somebody and Scourge is there 
and Scourge helps them escape. And he's like, what I've done was wrong. And he, it's a very, it's a, it's a very intentional um, redemption, redemption arc, arc for yeah. this guy. Yeah. It's like this, he's making this redemption thing. And it was, it's, it's a, it's a beloved story that people love of this Scourge character. And, and it's a very popular part in one of the Thor comic books where Scourge is shown. And believe it or not, it's the weirdest thing. He's got these two, you know, like M16s that he's on top of these skeletons and he's attacking and he's shooting all these, these things that was drawn. Like, okay, he's got M16s. It's really weird. But he does, <laughs> and everyone who likes Thor loves that episode, those comics right there. When that happens, right? Um, so putting Scourge in here and making that exactly that thing was all fanboy stuff. Yeah, so him coming back, the, him having—he's the selfish traitor who has a redemption arc, and right. Yeah. And and it, it seemed out of place for me, maybe because I knew what was coming, the whole thing about it. Um, it it felt forced. Um, so he was fine. He was great. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I love the actor. So anything Carl Urban does, I'm, I'm on board with. Yeah. He's, so. he's good. Um, has, has Heimdall always been played by Idris Elba? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's awesome. M maybe I just, I just, he's been a smaller role in the past. And I, I think the reason that Heimdall lived is because he's played by Idris Elba. <laughs> I mean, I really, I mean, it, he's so incredibly powerful in all of his scenes and all the other Thors that like just his presence was like on screen. Oh, okay. That character's cool. One, one of the other things I appreciated once we got to the end, and I don't know if you, you picked up on this at all, but the, the, um, credit sequence is very eighties. Right? Oh yeah. Right. Sci-fi eighties, sci but where where Blade Runner 2049 was the the dark sci-fi gritty the dark gritty sci-fi 80s. Yep. This was the bright colorful like Saturday morning cartoon 80s. Man, I I kind of like, I kept thinking of it even earlier than that. It felt like well, Flash Gordon to me. Oh, okay. I I never saw that, but the, like like reboot of Flash Gordon. I think it was like 70s or Yeah, and Flash so Gordon. so where I was going with that is like when when they weren't playing uh led zeppelin's immigrant song <laughs> right. the the soundtrack to the movie was very like synthesizers and like it was a little bit i don't know i i noticed it a lot i was like why is this i mean i don't mind like it's you know the the planet that he goes to with all the garbage and stuff is sakar th there's a lot of tech going on there so it's it's very different from the you know the the medieval viking setting that thor normally inhabits and so yeah. that fit and of course it's it's all part of leading up to the to the infinity war um you know uh showdown it's gonna spoiler happen. or whatever at the end yeah that's that was that was by the way that was thanos's ship if you weren't sure that came at the end yeah that's that's what i i figured and i asked my yeah. friend who was there with us he's like oh man guardians of the galaxy and i'm like is that thanos something he's like yeah 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 i was really hoping that they would the guardians of the galaxy would make a, a an appearance like chris pratt or something would roll in or it, maybe not chris pratt but like uh rat rocket raccoon or something would show up but never did i was hoping that hey i something interesting that i liked here they did with this movie it was really really smart on marvel's part um marvel has kind of long decided that hulk, the hulk is not a solo movie guy um He's okay. not been successful in general 
with his last movies, the Edward Norton one being the best of them, but Ang Lee being pretty derided by people. Right. And uh, when Marvel got him back from, can't remember where they got him back from, but they got him his rights back instead of like, okay, let's let's just let's give him his own show and make him another Captain America, Iron Man, Thor type thing. They intentionally Feige came back and said, Nah, he he's we're not going to do him. For, we're not going to do him. And people who were Hulk fans have one big shining moment that they love of the Hulk ser- uh, comic book, and it's called Planet Hulk, where um, the Avengers, mainly Tony Stark, shoots the Hulk out into space and says, okay, he's done with, with Earth, and we need to get him off of this. And they shoot him off, and mm-hmm. he ends up landing on Planet Sakaar, where he becomes a gladiator. And that's the whole arc. I've not read much more than that. Okay. But the Hulk fans love it. Like, oh my God, this is the, this is our Hulk thing we want. So they it's they not, just they just worked that into this movie, right? Like, see, that is just so smart. I mean, okay, maybe he doesn't have his whole thing, but we give our fa- Hulk fans what they want simultaneously, not making a whole movie dedicated to them for them. And it and it doesn't feel like. Um... Like there's, there are a lot of things going on in this movie, but it doesn't feel like that is forced in. It doesn't feel crammed in the way that Batman vs Superman tries to combine the Dark Knight with Death of Superman. Yeah, right. So, hey, we're uh, we're just past BlizzCon, Blizzard's. Uh, oh right, that happened. I didn't get to watch, see, read a lot of that stuff about big, there. Did you get to convention. see anything about that? Uh, not as much. I was I was pretty busy over the weekend, but that's generally how I how I am about this. Like, depending on how active I am in in WoW at the time, like I might follow it more yeah. or less closely. But Blizzard's expanded so much with their different games. Like a lot of BlizzCon is about esports now, which is great. Oh, right, we, right. we talked about esports quite a bit last with week. Hots and stuff. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm and especially Overwatch. Um, oh, right, right. Overwatch is there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, Overwatch yeah. is not really, not really my thing, but it's, it's huge. It's like it's huge. There, there's a little chunk of its popularity being taken by, uh, by PUBG, and um, it's so well balanced. It's just a Blizzard game. The other one, like, yeah, that's one of the things. You know, one of the things Blizzard is, is is really hey, really hey, good we're, at. Hey, we're but, both Blizz, we're both Blizzard fans. Have you ever? gone out i don't think you have but have you ever gone out there or thought about Mm -hmm. going out for blizzcon um i think last year or the year before i was talking to one of my brothers who they both got into overwatch i think david a little more than andrew but i was like hey we should go to blizzcon but it's like you know you buy a plane ticket all the way out to southern california that's before you even talk about a hotel and a badge and all that it's a it's a big it's a big thing i don't know that i mean (laughs) For me, because of my circle of friends, like I think if I moved somewhere where I had to fly for Gen Con, I would yeah. probably still do it. But yeah, I don't. I would. For I, sure. I don't know that I would that I would fly for for BlizzCon without without some other social, you know, component motivation. Yeah. Hey, side note that hearing you just say that, you and I some year at some point hopefully sooner than later needs to should probably plan like a PAX expedition. Oh, go out to, think, uh, um, PAX East, you mean? Well, 
packs i'd love to go to original packs out west but anything will do yeah, yeah i mean i've always wanted to do packs i think i mean something like blizzcon sounds great but it's just so it's so focused on just just blizzard which is the best of course it's like going <laughs> to star wars celebration which i've been to but you know it's just one thing is you yeah. go to something like packs and it's everything so yeah if you're yeah, gonna spend money true. like you said might as well fly out there and do something bigger but but anyway so what's uh so what's going on in the world of blizzard i mean what's what's some of the big things they've got going on well there there are decent sized announcements to varying degrees from all of their properties except diablo so oh i like may, diablo may, maybe next year maybe next year diablo 4 how you how do you think that they're that, that close uh you said i think you told me it five years away from three they're five years from three i think that it was something like they did the announcement for three and it was like they're in the main hall and a cinematic starts and you just hear that that chord you know the chord i'm talking about yeah and you know like nothing else yet but you hear that chord and the crowd goes wild right they knew what it was that's that's just that's it's equal parts the power of blizzard and the power of music oh god but uh how do they get away with like releasing something every 10 years and getting that kind of response i mean what the hell you can't release a movie that far apart and get that kind of response well i mean a game a game has more longevity we were talking about this in the group chat earlier this week like you watch a movie and even if you watch it a couple times like the most you're gonna get is like eight or ten hours out of it yeah yeah you know a game like diablo if you really got into it and it's you know they just did i think they just did 20 years or something from the first one maybe 25 Uh, that was don't talk like that that was a year or two ago they did i never played the first one um i i found out about the second one and played it a little bit in college and a couple years after that but um man i feel horrible you know part of it part of it is for all three you know at least for the last 10 15 like since since starcraft and and warcraft 3 like they make mistakes and have to go back and make adjustments like like anybody else but they don't the auction house like the the diablo 3 auction house is a good example they they just they don't put out stuff that's not that's not good or that's not ready you know, I mean, Overwatch is the is the example everybody talks about these days. Like they had uh, Titan, their their next project was this oh, right. huge they thing. They scrapped it. They spent, they had to have spent millions. Oh on yeah, it. Tens and they of got millions. they they somehow got to some point. I'm sure they're you know, you know maybe Metzen or or one of these guys they retire will someday write a book about it. But and you know we'll never know everything yeah. that went on, but. You know, they they got to a point where they're like, this is not this is not what we were trying to make. This is not what we want to put our names on. Yeah. And and they that scrapped was supposed it. to be MMO based, right? I feel like it was maybe a something sort of like Destiny, a, like a, like a MMO shooter kind okay. of thing. And it evolved into Overwatch. And it and it evolved into Overwatch. They're like, well, what? You know, sometime after the dust settled, they're like, what can we what can we salvage out of this? Like, we're not going to put out 
we're not going to put out something bad. We're not going to put out something complete. Right. You know, the the joke, the the two jokes I think of in this in this topic are people say that Blizzard releases stuff soon, TM. <laughs> yeah. Which is the, and the other one is when it's done. Yeah. Which of when course it's done is, a, is actually as, very as applicable a, to that. As a software developer, I'm like, man, that's great. Just get off me. Let me work. It'll be done when it's done. Which yeah, you know, it doesn't work if you're doing client consulting and stuff but you know <laughs> right. you got you got angry fickle gamers you're like we'll we'll put this out when it's ready and not before well it, the worst part is that, that every one of those angry fickle gamers are like i'm gonna get them i'm gonna wait i'm gonna burn them down when they put even the worst kind of thing out and they don't freaking do it they put out the best things every time yeah yeah it's like and and it's not even really like I don't know that anything they've done is an original, like, like Blizzard did not make PUBG. Yeah. Right. right. But, you know, I don't know if you go back to Orcs versus Humans, whatever, like the. the They didn't make RTSs. The the concept of the concept of RTSs like might have started with them, but even not, I'm sure somebody out there knows a. Right, an older thing, but I can't like, remember if Command and Conquer was out before or after them. But I mean, that genre was a it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very, you know, it's it's like a it's like taking board games and making them real time. So it's it's like Risk or something. Yeah, but and and they just like you're getting ready to say they just took genres and friggin' made them work. Well, yeah. Better. I mean, you go down the list. You're like, okay, well, each each RTS was, if nothing else, an iteration on their previous RTS. So they did four of those um, before they did Diablo, which is a video game version of, of D&D, sort of. Yeah, but but Diablo, Diablo's got to be one of the most original. I mean, Diablo 1. I, I, Probably. It's I mean, the, just you your stripped-down dungeon crawler with, with very little story. So it's in the in the setting and the structure it's similar to uh to D, but much less story and then their, their, theirs was procedurally generated that was their big leap there sure. it's like yeah. making it well and then you go world of warcraft which was like let's take EverQuest. everything about uh everquest ultima online whatever else is out there and make it better like yeah take away the things people don't like put in absolutely put in more of the things that people do like right and then you know and then and then starcraft 2 again iteration on their on their previous concept same thing with diablo 2 diablo 3 Um, and overwatch is clearly not the first first person shooter no of course not um but even before you get to overwatch there's um hearthstone which is like let's take magic and pokemon magic and right and make it and make it digital like i think partly because it's a new concept and not and not an adaptation of a physical game like they did things that you can't do with magic again i'm not a magic player so i don't know but just the the basic um the basic structure of like i play a card and you have the opportunity to counter that card makes a digital game very tedious yeah right because you have to you have to leave that opportunity and so you know they did that hearthstone is one of those things that didn't have a lot of longevity for me 
because of the one-on-one thing we talked about when when trotsky was on um heroes of the storm same thing like companies like riot and valve made standalone games based on uh defense of the ancients which was a map for blizzard's game (laughs) warcraft 3 and then the the creator of that gets not enough credit right and and then blizzard made their own version of it like it doesn't it's not like a a better or worse comparison with those other games those other games do a lot more esports a lot more high-end competition but here's the storm is very successful very um accessible makes a lot of money for them i'm sure mm-hmm. and then and then overwatch the same thing like out of the ashes of titan they built this shooter that's you know it's a little bit team fortress 2 but um i mean hugely hugely successful you know you know the the fact that it you say it could have been like an mmo type thing makes a lot of sense because that game has this like there's no single player to it there's no story we've talked about this in our group chat a bit here there's no story to that game but it has overwatch has clearly a well thought out huge expansive world world that's there's, that's one of the things that i've heard i've i you know i think i said earlier that's not a game that i could really get into um i don't i don't really have the reflexes for for pvp shooters and you know so i get frustrated with that but well that's one of the things that i've heard is that in a purely multiplayer pvp game they have built a lot of story and a lot of world with cinematics and and things of that nature with with very limited cinematics like most of their cinematics aren't released in the game it's like outside of the game Mm -hmm. which is like I mean, there's not like you play a guy through the single player game and then you see the cinematic like in Street Fighter, even not nothing like that. They do with such little amounts of stuff and make this massive world. Clearly, they had to like Titan had to been it like there had a whole storyline, a whole thing cooked up behind the scenes. That makes sense. I get that. Right. So so to to, to go back to announcements, to go back to recent announcements, um, Nothing new for Diablo 3. Yeah, uh, sad. StarCraft 2 is going free to play. What does that mean? Like, I don't understand. Well, it, it had a box price before. Yeah. Even even still, like, the base I game... I mean, StarCraft had a box price for, like, seven years after it was out still. you can, Well, they did the remaster. So, earlier this year, original StarCraft went completely free. Like you, can, oh yeah, you can go in your in your Blizzard launcher and just download it. But they, but they digitally digitally remaster it. And yeah, then they did a digital that. remaster, which I paid for because I'm a fanboy and a huge sucker. Um, <laughs> That's right. It's it's like fifteen bucks. Um, <laughs> it it actually plays widescreen and everything. You know, it's it's just the sprites and everything before in higher resolution. It looks great. Right. It's the same game. Um. Which, by the way, they part of that remaster is it's uh, it's still got Battle.net multiplayer, and they're still putting out balance patches. <laughs> like Blizzard is paying a team somewhere to keep updating this twenty-five-year-old game. What, what what do you do? Well, I I work on StarCraft. Oh, you like make new StarCraft two map? No, StarCraft one balance changes. Right, right. <laughs> um. 
the 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 burrow is too too fast. I need to do 0.25 seconds quicker. Reduce on that. the the time, the cooldown on that. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so so they did those two things, and so my understanding is StarCraft Two instead of buying the base game, buying the expansions, buying the they have like single player campaigns that you could buy. Um, like the base game is going free. If you've already bought the base game, you get the first expansion free or some of that. Like I haven't read a lot of those details. Um, yeah. So there's that. And th- they'll probably be m- instead of, I don't really know. My, my guess assumption is that instead of the sort of microtransaction loot box system that they have in, in hots and overwatch Ugh. they're they're going to stick to a more DLC model. Okay. Where like you can get the base game for free, but if you want to play the new oh, story, like part the, of the, swarm the, the new stuff, single player things, then then you gotta you gotta pay for those. Okay. I, I own I own StarCraft two and Heart of the Swarm and I and I've almost finished Heart of the Swarm after all these years I still haven't finished it. Right. And but I, the Protoss one I haven't gotten. The Protoss are the ones that I like the most. So that's that that sucks for me because, you know, I would love to get that one free. But Yeah, I'm not okay, sure the so details. That makes sense. I'm, I'm sure you can I'm sure you can go online and, and read more about that. I I was focused more on Heroes of the Storm and uh, Wow. What they what they do with Heroes of the Storm? Um, n- not a lot with Heroes of the Storm. There are more changes uh, with Hots coming sometime next year. Okay. Um, at at BlizzCon they just you know announced a couple more heroes and historically what they've done. Um, at BlizzCon with Heroes is announce the like the really different heroes. Okay. So I think I think two years ago BlizzCon it was Chogal. Okay. Which is a he's a two headed ogre. Yep. Right. You played WoW, so you know what those guys are. Yep. Yep. And you control him with two players. Isn't that weird? That's yeah. weird. So you so you have to queue together. One person moves and has some melee kind of abilities, and the other dude is a uh, is a ranged spellcaster who throws out fireballs and stuff. It's very it's very synergistic. Um, hey, wait do you, do you play? I don't want to go too deep with that, but with that character, I don't know how many how many people are in Hots do you play like on your team five five. five. So so do you? Is it actually like? 3v or 4v5 i mean is it four characters or do you like is there actually six people playing when you play that no guy? no it's still five so your team has four bodies has four bodies okay but there so he holds his own lane yeah and so he has he has more health to try and compensate for that but that that's one of his weaknesses like the things okay. that will shut down one character like a a long freeze or stun or something will essentially be locking down two two got it but, you know, one of the things that sets Heroes apart from other MOBA-style games are those kind of, like, you almost want to call them gimmicks. One of the heroes is um, Abathur, who is a Zerg, uh, sort of... The, the bio-engineer guy. Yeah, bio-overlord m- sort of character, who yeah. is very weak, both in... He has, like, a slap like a really weak melee attack. Yeah. And he's very soft. Um, Squishy. And so instead what he does is sit 
behind the gates and do stuff on the map like he puts a little symbiote on a friendly hero or or minion and then he can shoot out spikes and stuff from that point so that's another case where your team in a fight has essentially four bodies got it but you have a fifth player doing doing other stuff and then on the flip side of that there are things like um it's very innovative the the lost vikings hero which is a um one of the older blizzard 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 console games games where one player controls three guys yeah um i i played him i played them just enough to get to level five when you get some some gold rewards and stuff and said i can't i can't do it it's it's mentally exhausting (laughs) because you're like you can there are a lot of advantages you can be soaking xp in three lanes with that guy but you've got to really be paying attention to the map because they're relatively weak because there are three of them yeah um and then there's a there's a tank character that's um rexar the the orc who has a a bear yeah he's an orc hunter okay and he's not the tank the bear is the tank and so he 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 controls that bear you know not not in the way that the lost vikings can be spread across the map like the bear has to stay pretty close to rexar um but anyway, those are those are just some of the more unconventional examples. So I think last year, so two years ago was was Chogall. Last year, I think was Ragnaros, who is oh, a he, he's not I mean, as he's not as weird as Chogall, but um, he moves around on the ground like um, like a normal hero, but he can um, he can temporarily take over towers big buildings for on on your team and and sort of defend them for a while as a big guy because he's a big raid boss right in vanilla wow Um, who who do they pick who do they pick this year this year it's another uh there's another overwatch it's um oh you hate those overwatch guys i want to say hanzo hanzo okay right the Um, kind of japanese inspired character yeah i think i think so kind of a samurai but kind of ish. upset if, if if i got that wrong but uh no hanzo's right yeah he's a samurai looking dude and um alex straza who is a dragon oh, dragon dragon okay. aspect from from wow and they have already uh chromie who is the one of the bronze dragonflight the time time. but she stays in gnome form all the time right she she doesn't alexstraza is she going to be dragon dragon yeah alexstraza is some is some kind of dragon and apparently she's support like i haven't uh i haven't looked at the videos fire dragon is support that's weird well alexstraza is the um the life binder oh i thought she was the okay sorry um i thought she was the the What's the fire? Is it the 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 red elf, the red high elf, the what are they called? The horde elf um, guy. I think I fought him in one of the expansions. I'm completely drawn a blank. You might be thinking of a Nixia. 
No. But she's Anixia black. Is the, uh, the black red, dragon yeah. No, I was thinking of the the guy that was he's an elf. He's in red. He's not high elf, but he's up for the horde. Blood elf guy. Didn't he fire? Um well there's there's Kalthas. But he's not a dragon, he's just a normal blood elf. Right. He's a hero in, in Hots also. Anyway, so that's what's going on with Hots, and then um and then in WoW they've announced the next expansion. This is expansion six, I think. Wow, really? What are they doing on this one? What can the they possibly do now? PC Wrath, Pandas, Draenor, Legion, and this one is number six. It's called Battle for Azeroth. So, so after that, that does not sound very original. <laughs> no, right. So it's it's sort of the after six expansions, though. Uh, Missa Pandaria is is less less this, but after six expansions of big bad expansions stories, yeah, you know, uh, Illidan was the first and then and then Arthas Lich King uh pandas in between warlords which was um sort of part garrosh part uh Gul'dan the warlock if you saw the yeah. movie mm-hmm. um this one uh legion which was Illidan is on our side now cuz we're fighting the burning legion and so it's um yeah. Sargeras and uh and his No demon. he's dead I'm sorry he's dead his I killed him buddies. I was I mean, there he's, I killed him. It was over. He's he was imprisoned for ten thousand years. Right, but I killed him. It happened. <laughs> so that's actually well, you didn't play this expansion. I, I played Burning Crusade and Lich King, and then I was done. Oh, okay. Um, in this expansion, this most recent expansion, Legion, you can play uh, Demon Hunters. Oh, okay. And so in the in the cinematic, not cinematic, but in the in the starting sort of zones because they're like death knights they start out higher level oh wait i played the one with Deathwing, whatever that one was that's cataclysm oh i skipped cataclysm, cataclysm. i played cataclysm um that that Deathwing was a big bad in cataclysm obviously um right in legion when you roll a death knight or a demon hunter you you start out like post i think you see illidan get killed in the in the raid in 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 bc and then yeah. you get you get frozen in the in the they call it the vault of the wardens. You know the wardens are uh, Maiev, uh, I want to say Shadow Song and her other night elves. You know she she's chasing Illidan all the time. Mm-hmm. Of course she is. And they're like, she's oh the the Burning Legion is back, and we <laughs> don't we don't know how to deal with demons this strong. The only people who can are these night elves who you know traded some of their soul humanity they're not humans but their their elf manity <laughs> to <Elf-manity. laughs> to uh to get demonic power and so they they're the that's, only that's ones po- Let's powerful post enough that to, hashtag elf manity elf manity yeah so you heard it here <laughs> first anyway that's that's the story of legion the most recent expansion this next one as i understand it is we've we've fought so much over you know for these for these these big things we've we have to settle the the conflict between horde and alliance once and for all 
Um, Wait, really? That's, that's been going on since Orcs versus Humans, you know, right? Well, right, but but they've spent we've spent ten years of expansions d- d- playing around with this. Like, we have to set aside our differences to deal with this problem. <laughs> so, so we're done setting our side. I, Let, let's I, refocus. I think it's final. Th- I mean, not not that it's ever been completely gone. Like, um, Missa Pandaria <laughs> ended with a raid on Ogremar and uh warlords I mean, was, was completely about orcs being bad except they were like alternate timeline uh after know. 10 years of working together can they not be like okay hey we're cool that that's sort of the that's sort of the thing that i was hoping for but then i watched the cinematic for the new expansion and i'm like all right well i'm getting the i'm getting the uh the blood stirring kind of uh kind of thing i actually wanted to I wanted to ask you about that. I'll have to save it for next week because we're running long on time here. But uh, <laughs> that that idea of um, movie scenes that kind of that kind of give you chills, they stir the blood a little bit. Oh, that uh, is a good topic. We we should talk about that. There's a lot of of those. There's like clearly th- Blizzard has some of the best. Theoden and the Rohirrim showing up at Pelennor Field, and more recently, uh, spoilers: Wonder Woman climbing out of the trench in uh, in her movie. Oh yeah, and, and and that, and you're like, this is this is so freaking cool. Or, or Thor getting his lightning, full yeah. on lightning powers. Yeah, it's it's that part. Part of it is the, it's it's more than one person. Like one person fighting is awesome too. And it's one of my complaints with Game of Thrones is that often when we get stuff like that, it's it's bittersweet. It's like Maybe yeah, Ober, bad happens. Oberyn took down the mountain, but then got his skull crushed. Yeah, right. You're like, oh, well, that was that was disappointing. But the the thing that like Theoden and and Wonder Woman both have is like one person is doing something pretty awesome, but now their army's clashing. Yeah. And that's and that's a cool I I'm going to have to watch thing. that cinematic. I mean, I I will admit the all this talk about I mean, I and I've not followed it. I've not even heard much before more than tonight. So you go back to kind of want to think about it, you know. You, you played game, in yeah. you played in Cataclysm, so yep. Um, that's when things started to get smaller. Are you, you a, play ten mans? Are you a horde or alliance? Alliance, alliance. So do, do you remember who was king when you played? Um, there the, was the, the alliance leaders have always to me been less memorable than the horde. You know, I want to say it's the that's I think Cataclysm is when the king returned. Is it is Anduin the kid? Is that An- Andu- Anduin's the son. Well, there's a there's Anduin Rin? Lothar, who's the character in the movie, but right. Anduin Rin is the priest who is the the son's king, the prince. Okay, I was it, it's the it's his like his dad. I his think. dad, Varian. Varian, that's right. He came back. Okay, so he's he's king for for quite some time, maybe maybe even most of WoW. Uh, at Cataclysm, I think, is when Thrall steps down. It's either there or Warlords of Draenor, where Thrall steps down from being Warchief and appoints Garrosh. Yeah. And then Garrosh screws things up and passes Warchief to, I want to say, Zul'jin. He passes it to one of the trolls. Oh, there's where things get messed up. Right. right. And, and I, don't even, I don't even know. Like, I quit partway through Warlords, so I don't know how Warlords ended. But at the beginning of Legion, they're fighting 
the demons, right? The Horde and Alliance are going to join forces. They're going to fight demons. And you play, you play this, this uh, um, mission, this scenario from either side, whether you're Horde or Alliance. And I did it both, both sides just to see. I was rolling another character to unlock a mount or something. But if if you're on the <laughs> they alliance got you, side, man, they got you. If you're on the alliance side, you've got Prophet Valen for the Draenei, you've got Malfurion, Jaina, and Varian, and you're assaulting the 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 demons. You know, you're fighting Gul'dan a little bit and trying to trying to rescue one of the one of the paladins. Um, I want to say Bolvar. No, that's the guy who's Lich King now. Anyway, you, you're Bolvar, in this. Right. You're in this battle, and at the end, at the at the peak of the battle, Varian's gonna make a make a big charge. While he's doing that, you're with him. Sylvanas and her undead archers are on this ridge, and they're providing support. And he looks up for the signal, whatever, and you see her like look at him, and then pull her forces back like, okay like they, they withdraw and then varian charges anyway or maybe has already charged and gets killed right it's like it's wow's equivalent of death of super oh, wow right off the bat kind of thing like like he he's dead now and his son anduin is king goodness if the you little kid if you no, he's he's an adult but he's he's a priest like he he doesn't want to fight he doesn't really want to lead and so he, he has some struggles of his own if you play that scenario from the horde side you see that there's fighting up in that ridge that the alliance can't see and um while sylvanas is providing support zuljin gets wounded right like he he's dying on the battlefield and so she pulls her troops back to provide them support so that they can get away. Like he doesn't he doesn't survive. Like Zuljin dies also. Yeah. And so Sylvanas, who is the leader of the undead, like she's not really part of the horde. Like she is, but they don't really like her and her people because they're undead. But huh. but she she becomes war chief. You know, in as much as right whatever oh wow so a total change so so all that to say then if you if you watch that cinematic you understand why the two sides fighting are sylvanas and anduin ren oh crazy <laughs> so they're they're going back at it now now you got a board versus lions they're coming back whole, around you got a whole info dump of of warcraft lore no kidding and um, as much as i understand it the so they're they're trying to refocus. They're trying to bring you back to the core basics. Maybe you think in one of the meetings they were like, "All right, we need to bring this back around." I think I think so. And for me personally, like I'm hoping that after this expansion, they can maybe do away with that whole divide. I don't know. It's one of the things that I've praised about that game over the years. But as somebody who dislikes almost all aspects of WoW PvP, I'm like, can we can we get over it? like <laughs> yeah can, right. can we can we just be done with this like can 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 we just move that that's i know that's one of the problem things they'll probably never fix i mean who knows maybe this one they actually do maybe the, this expansion is the one where they bring them together but yeah. it does feel like that you know 25 30 years whatever it is of this f stupid i mean it's hashtag racism it's what it is i mean it's just 
it's you know oh we hate orcs because we hate orcs and we hate humans because we're humans and right like everybody everybody on both sides like it's a game so you know the the, the lore changes over time it's kind of like comic book stuff gets rewritten over the yeah. years but like none of the none of the races are inherently good or bad like the orcs right. at time have been more like conquering warlord kind of people but they've written thrall and a lot of those characters to be very complex and there are plenty of humans that have done some pretty dickish things like it's not uh it's it's nowhere near simple enough to to be like these are the good guys these are the bad guys it's just generally these guys are more human looking and these guys are more beast monster looking yeah unless you count drain eye and blood elves which have been out for almost 10 years now Ugh. man that came with it. it makes me feel horribly old but, i mean <laughs> right. in a good way i mean it's it's you can still actually go out and play everquest still on some on their official servers but it's a, a horribly dated game and yeah i think in i think still- last expansion so like three four years ago whatever i was tanking uh i was tanking an instance and and there was a the the the, the um off tank co co tank with me was, we we were private messaging because we're the tanks and we have to run stuff and yeah. uh i forget how old he was he was like 15 or 16 and i'm like oh man He's i'm like my my heyday in this game was was burning crusade and you were like six <laughs> right right you wouldn't you, have been you, in the, even... you wouldn't have been allowed in our guild even if you were capable of playing <laughs> That's right. You you we, were just we, getting out of diapers into going into kindergarten. Yeah, we we were eighteen plus in that guild. You know that 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 speaks to a lot to Blizzard, though, is that their games can come from a kid isn't born to actually having a college career. Right. I mean, the longevity and still like maybe they don't have thirteen million active subscribers anymore, but they're still somewhere between nine and ten, I think. You know, yeah. and it and it, it peaks and valleys between new expansions and tapers off, but still, like, there's nothing, nothing even touches that in in uh, the nowhere. in the subscription, you know, model. There are there are other MMOs, and I think even the free to play ones don't get those kind of numbers in I know. in active daily active users. So 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 crazy, but they're worth it. Well, man think we should wrap this up yeah i think we've we've talked long enough we we had a little longer list of topics starting out than we're, we're just gonna have to because we had to a, push that we had a couple week, we then. had a couple we deferred and then we shoehorned that right. uh that tattoo thing and hey in man we take inspiration and, where we come from right well yeah we, we the, the goal is to make the world a better place true and i think that's been achieved so but we've done it this week one more ch- week it's a chat on the front porch and you never know where the conversation will take you right well until next time i'm michael daniels and i'm dennis rogers for the front porch good night everybody